0: Please turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is in the middle of his most famous teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. This first verse is going to be like the main point of the next few verses in chapter 6, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. Jesus is shifting his attention in from chapter 5 to chapter 6 to now the practices of those who are pursuing righteous living. And he addresses three practices. First, when you give to the needy. Second, when you pray. And third, when you fast. In verse 16, he addresses fasting, and there's a theme that runs through all of these practices. And I'm going to read the one on fasting since the last message that was recorded was about fasting and how, as a church family, I want our church to start considering the practice of fasting in this series we're doing through the COVID-19 pandemic and thinking about prayer. So, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, these are the words of Jesus and instructions about fasting. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret... Will reward you. As a church family, we have already gone through the Sermon on the Mount as we've been teaching through the Gospel according to Matthew in our longer book series as a church. And I'm not going to break this verse down, verse by verse, as I would have done on a Sunday sermon, but I do want to give five points that follow up from our first message on fasting. The first message that was recorded was more of an overview of occasions for fasting and reasons to fast. And I want to use some of these words from Jesus and some other just pastoral comments to encourage us on the idea of what fasting is not. And so here's the first thing I want to say, according to these words from Jesus. Fasting is not for its immediate rewards. It is, I think, okay to see that fasting is for a reward. Look at the last line of verse 18, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. There is a reward for fasting. There are excellent benefits and things that you should be encouraged and motivated to do fasting for those benefits. But it seems as if the main way many people think about fasting is for its immediate reward or guaranteed results. Uh, We mentioned last time in the message that sometimes uh, fasting is seen as a way to juice up our prayers, that I really want to make sure that God hears my prayers, and so I've got a really big decision to make. I need to figure out uh, God's plan or will for my life. I just got a job offer. Should I take it? I don't know if I should marry this person. And so uh, we often say, okay, then you should pray. And to really make sure God hears you, do some do some fasting and praying. And I think that this is maybe backwards. I think that results and rewards are a benefit of fasting. But fasting is a response, as we talked about in the last message, to sacred moments, to uh, things that happen in the world and in our life that aren't necessarily about getting results, but the natural or inevitable r- response to sin, sorrow, grief, pain, suffering. This is what fasting is primarily about in the Bible. The, the most common use of fasting throughout the scriptures is to repent of one's sin, to fight sin. And so there'll be a good bit of talking about that in this uh, series on prayer and fasting. So the first point though is I want to make clear, fasting is not primarily a results or reward oriented practice. It is a response oriented practice, a response to what God is doing. And that's why we're talking about it now, It is, I think, an appropriate response for many of us that we're either going through such pain and sorrow and difficulty. Maybe it's the grief of losing a loved one from COVID-19. Maybe it is the grief and loss of a job. It is the grief and pain of having so many different uh, events in our life altered. It it is the, the sorrow and the sadness you feel as you continue to hear news story after news story of how this pandemic is affecting the whole world and the economy and people's everyday lives. Fasting seems to be an appropriate response. And so we don't want it to be thought of as let's fast because that will guarantee that the virus will be eradicated immediately. Fasting is not about guaranteed results or immediate rewards. So that's point number one. Point number two. Fasting is not about your health or body image. There is a very popular way of thinking and practice right now for men and women to do intermittent fasting in order to lose weight or to get healthy. I've seen all kinds of things recently on different podcasts or discussions about the healthy benefits that people can get from fasting. But the reality is, is that fasting can also be extremely dangerous if done inappropriately or wrongly. It is not to be something that is done so that you look better or are healthier. Jesus even mentions, he says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. In other words, your fasting is not supposed to uh, create A better looking physique or body. That's not, I think, what Jesus has in mind when he is suggesting that there is fasting that's going on in the Christian life. So I think it's just important for us to remember that fasting is not about its reward or result of healthy body image, losing weight, benefits. Third thing, fasting is is not for everyone jesus says and when you fast in verse 16 and when you fast meaning he assumes that his jewish audience is going to fast and one of the reasons why he might assume that is because there was a command on the day of atonement for afflicting oneself or uh, that's the the hebrew phrase or what we might call fasting afflicting one's throat or neck to uh prevent them from being nourished and having uh, food to eat and water to drink so fasting is not for everyone jesus assumes that the people that are listening would be fasting because most of them again are jewish but the day of atonement is not practiced anymore in christian faith and there is no command in the new testament that we must fast or that it is uh, a part of the everyday christian life that is required so i think we should be very careful to not think that fasting is something that I must do or that it is something that is demanded upon me. And uh, all of us that are listening to these messages and are considering this practice need to realize that for some of you, it is not a good idea. Uh, Examples of this might be if you're a diabetic, you should still eat and you should continue to maintain good uh, blood sugar levels so that you don't die. And so therefore it's a good idea if you continue to eat and maybe not practice fasting. Uh, Similarly, it is not a good idea if you're struggling with an unhealthy relationship with food, if you currently or have previously, maybe more recently had an eating disorder or have a really hard time with body image issues where the fasting practice would at this season of your life only make it more difficult to focus on God because you're going to be thinking about food and eating disorder issues and body image struggles. And so if that's you, uh, I would suggest that the response that you should take during this call and suggestion to fast, the response should be, now is the time for you to respond, to reach out to someone, uh, get help, uh, get counseling if you're not already doing that. I fully believe that if some of you are in this season of having an unhealthy relationship with food or eating disorder or body image issues, that you can believe that change is possible, that the spirit of God and the power of the gospel will bring healing to your body and to your life. And that there are many great success stories of victory from these issues. And so one of the things I want to suggest is that fasting is not a good time right now for you, but it might be in the future and that you can potentially have a new relationship with your body and food in such a way that God has restored and brought healing and life in an area where there is death and decay. And I want to encourage you with that. I don't think that you need to think that you would never be able to fast in the future and I think that it's really important for us to just take the broader point. Fasting is not going to be something for everyone. Uh, maybe uh, pregnant or nursing moms, uh, various situations where people probably should not fast. And so uh, remember that Jesus's words are assuming when you fast and that Christians have been fasting all the way from the time of Jesus uh, resurrection in the book of Acts, uh, after he resurrected from the dead and ascended to heaven, there are stories of the early Christians fasting. And so we need to realize that there is an expectation from Jesus and a practice of fasting from the earliest Christians in the Bible and throughout church history. So we should assume that many of us will and inevitably and naturally fast, but not all of us. That's point number three. So again, first point, fasting is not for its immediate rewards or results. It should be more of what we talked about last time, a response-oriented motivation, and that's why we're talking about it now as an appropriate response to what we're currently going through. Second, fasting is not primarily for your health benefits or body image to lose weight or some sort of health practice. And even if some of you might have thought that or do that or are intermittent fasting, uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a response to what God is doing. Third, fasting is not for everyone. It is not commanded. You should not feel guilty or shame or unworthy if you are unable to do it. And in many ways, some of you, the best thing to do would to not fast. So that's the first three. Fourth, fasting is not the same thing as abstaining. Fasting is not abstaining. So so, sometimes during Lent, which is a historic practice from the Christian church for fasting, uh, it has now become a a practice of abstaining from something, like video games, uh, TV, Netflix, cell phones, technology stuff. Some people might give up certain foods or things like that. Uh, if right now you're thinking, I am not ready to do a food fast, but I'll fast from my TV. Uh, that's not fasting. That might be a really good idea. And it might be, uh, really mature and wise for some people to realize that you giving up, uh, you know, lots of hours for video games is, uh, really just wise and mature. And, uh, Maybe you should consider doing that, not because of the discipline or practice of fasting, but just because you want to grow up and become more godly and productive. And I'm not trying to say no one can ever play video games, but hopefully you get my point that saying no to something that maybe isn't the most fruitful and productive thing to do is not what we're talking about. Fasting is a response to what God is doing in the world and in our lives And as we respond with our whole body and take up the practice of fasting, it it will sometimes produce uh, results and rewards that are immediate. And uh, oftentimes it doesn't. And a lot of times we need to realize that it is different from the practice of abstaining and saying no to certain things that we do every day. So that's the fourth point. Fasting is not the same thing as abstaining. Number five, fasting is not a restrictive diet. Uh, Some people might be familiar with Daniel chapter one and the Daniel fast, and it's called the Daniel fast, even though Daniel never actually fasts. He has a restrictive diet because of the regulations put on him by being uh, a Jewish man in a Babylonian culture where he has been exiled. And so the Daniel fast is sometimes practiced by people who are trying to lose weight and do something for their health benefits and spiritual life. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea for somebody to eat a bunch of vegetables and water for a season like Daniel did, but that's not what we're talking about when we talk about fasting, Daniel does fast and give up food and pray in his time in Babylon, but that's not what's happening in chapter one. And there are many times where people are talking about either a Daniel fast, or I'm gonna give up ice cream, or I'm going to stop eating certain foods for a while. And that's just essentially you restricting your diet. When we talk about fasting, uh, I want us to think about it as the abstaining of food and water, not a juice fast, but a abstaining from food. More often than not, you probably should and continue to drink water, but sometimes fasting is from both food and water, but you can't do that for so long, and so you should more than likely consider if you're going to do fasting, uh, do, do probably the most common practice, which is to skip breakfast and lunch and then have dinner after the sun goes down and do a fast for that day. Or skip one meal, skip breakfast, uh, skip lunch. Now, if you're already a person that doesn't eat breakfast, then it doesn't maybe make as much sense. But the point is not to think about fasting as just some sort of restriction to your normal diet. Uh, Fasting is, a practice that is most often done in that sort of rhythm that I just talked about, which is you stop eating uh, your breakfast meal and your lunch meal. and so you have a whole day during the daytime of being awake and being attentive to your body's hunger. And uh, a lot of times, uh, when we're talking about this being a response, it's not so much that you're you're choosing to fast, it, it it really is going to be these moments, and, and potentially some of you might be going through this in the, the current season of your life, or maybe sometime real soon, depending on how difficult things might get in our lives, where you just don't want to eat. And I think that that's part of why we're calling it a response that is natural and somewhat inevitable, that there will be seasons of our life where you just don't physically have the same hunger and your body is going through such trauma or tragedy or difficulty that you you want to respond the way your body is leading you and and it's telling you don't eat Uh, you don't even have an appetite to eat and many of you that have gone through moments these sacred moments will probably know exactly what I'm talking about in regards to not eating And so that's the, the fifth and final thing. Fasting is not a restrictive diet. Fasting is not eating food at all and drinking some water or sometimes no water. And I would not suggest thinking about fasting and then, oh, I'll just juice instead or drink smoothies or something like that. That's, that's not the point. And it is, uh, the five things I wanted to bring up from uh, this introductory What Fasting Is Not message. And this is more pastoral and hopefully practical and helpful. And we'll have more talks about the rewards and the benefits and the reasons why and what we're shooting for when we do fasting. But I wanted to get this one out there. And so I hope it's helpful. And so let me just pray now as we conclude with this message father in heaven we thank you for sending your son jesus into the world and that he is not only a great model of what it looks like to live the human life but he is our substitute and that we do not need to fast in order to be righteous we do not need to act like this is the secret to become super spiritual we know that because of the gospel we are made right with christ and that fasting out of all of the things that it is not it is not a way for us to earn our salvation and it is not a way for us to act like we're uh, super spiritual or better than others so we want to pray that the holy spirit will impress upon us these words from matthew 6 that we should not be fasting for its immediate reward of people thinking highly of us that if anything we might do fasting and nobody even know that we're doing uh this practice so we want to pray that you would give us the the wisdom to learn what fasting is and what it isn't, and that you would help us to practice it appropriately if we are going to practice it. And for those that cannot, I wanna pray especially for those that this would be a season and a wake-up call, that they would be hearing uh, God's leading and the stirring of the spirit to reach out to help, reach out for help if they need to confess sin about uh, unhealthy relationships with food or body image. And these kind of things, God, we know can be a a bondage and a slavery. And we want to pray for you to bring freedom and life. And we want to pray that that's in fact what will happen for those that do take up the practice of fasting, either in this season or in future moments in life, when there is something sacred and serious and heavy that we're struggling with. So we want to thank you for the guidance that you give and this word from the Lord. And we pray that we would be blessed by it in Jesus' name. Amen.